Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're going to start today's podcast with Bilal taking off his Are we jacket. Started? That was the start. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Oh, we started. Leave it all in. Hello, and welcome to Got a Problem, Mate podcast, your favorite podcast now. <laughs> we're about, we're over 20 episodes in. Is that right? Yeah. Why over? Bloody hell, man. We're pushing 30 now. Really? Uh-huh. Um, It is a podcast where we get incredible guests on to talk no, about. So today, we get an incredible guest on. Well, listen. I'm before very this, right? This. Before this, the guests we've had. Can you even call them guests? Just well, once it was genuinely something we found upstairs because our guest cancelled. That happened but other once. Than that, she, yeah, that happened. Um, let's be honest, we've had a bunch of scum on here, but today we've got a proper guest. Yeah. See, and he doesn't even know we view him as the only first proper guest. I think I think Rob, the football commentator, was the first proper guest. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm I am joking when I'm insulting all of our previous guests. Of course, like I do love all of them, some right. of them, some of them. Anyway, but yeah, a proper bona fide guest today, and yeah. I, and I've done some research, and I've I've been looking up um that that's not his real name, so I'm only going to refer no, to him is. by his real name. No, it's, no I'm going to refer no, to no screw this is a given. No, no, no. Yes, yeah, I've, I've seen his passport. I've seen it on. I've seen it on Wikipedia. I mean, I spoiled who the. I mean, people know who it is. Yeah, because they've clicked yeah. on the episode. Yeah. Uh, let's just. Should we just? Should we just get him in and then do everything? I'm so excited about this. I don't really need to talk to you. No, let's not do, do that I mean? today. I don't care that you're at the Edinburgh Festival. No, we've done that. Should we just get him in and then do? Let's the get him in. Let's not. Let's not waste his time. Let's not waste his time. Yeah, he's going to a museum later. Is he? Yeah. Well, we'll find out about that. <laughs> yeah. Let's do an intro each, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we normally do. Love it. And you can pick your favourite. Okay, you I will. But you also don't have to. No, I will. You I would like to. <laughs> okay. Right. You don't have to do anything you don't want. <laughs> Today's guest, everyone, is someone that uh, I got to know through Twitch, but it's someone that I was a fan of a very long time ago. Like I think when I was at uni, he was putting a lot of music out that I got into. Maybe even towards the end of sixth form. It's hard to remember. Um, he also had a show on XFM, which and he introduced me to the Roots, who are my probably my favourite rap group. Man, I love you like them. Yeah, but make this I more about them. I guess, not about love your them. love of the Roots. The Roots began formed in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does all sorts of stuff though. Uh, Multi talented person. He's going into like the acting and I think maybe filmmaking world. We'll find out about that potentially. Went to Cannes Film Festival I saw recently. What's all that about? <laughs> um, and I'm very happy that he's on Twitch. I think it's perfect for him and uh, etc. And uh, please everyone welcome Scrooby's Pip. Thank right, you very much. Gonna do okay, can you I go, do mine now? Yeah, he's going to do an intro. But yeah, he, he's done, you, like, do you want to do you want to redo yours? No, you want to keep it like that. That was good. All right, cool. 
everybody watching or listening to this, what a great guest we've got today. His name's Scroobius Pip. He's done absolutely everything. He's a polymath of entertainment, uh, one of the most successful podcasts in the UK or the world. I think he might have even invented podcasting, potentially. Um, It's actually genuinely a podcast that I listen to as I go up and down the motorways, uh, performing to deadbeats like you. And also uh, an actor, musician. He's had so many careers got a record label we're so lucky to have him in the studio it's scroobius pip thank you and also this is weird also um and the second time i'm gonna bring this up in two weeks i said it the other week because i am a bit of a wrestling nerd also look like my favorite ever wrestler um do you know that is Brody lee yeah Got yeah. one, didn't I? Yeah. I went on Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh, and did he posted you? the photo, and everyone thought he had Brody Lee on. Yeah, right. It was before Brody Lee died. Obviously, yeah, right. that would have been that very now. Been... distasteful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I love a I love a bit of wrestling as well. Oh, yeah. Um, your intro. I managed to fit all of that into my Twitch bio. Yeah. And my Twitter bio, in yeah, fact. Yeah. So impressive. But your intro, we've never we've interacted a few times, right? We've never interacted and you haven't brought up the fact that I introduced you to the roots. <laughs> Genuinely, every time I'm in your chat on Twitch, every time yeah. we're in person. Yeah. So it's it's I'll call it a draw, I reckon. That was the one thing I didn't right? know about you is that you did XFM. Yeah, yeah I did that. I did it f- 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 for one year and then I wanted to start a podcast and XFM weren't interested in podcasting at that point. Ah. So I said, all Were right, I'm going to go off. It was a wit This is now I'm starting off with a brag, but... At the end of this first year, I won a Sony award, which mm. like XFM didn't yeah. really do shows that, that went in for that kind of yeah, thing because yeah. I was a late night show. I did like weirder stuff. Um, so I won this award and I went back to them thinking, oh, the award will give me some clout. I was mm. like, can I A, have some more, more money and can I B, start doing a podcast as well? And they were like, nah. Mm. So I was like, all right, I'll go. You didn't mention the Sony award in your intro. Right? Yeah. No. I didn't I say you were XFM's quickly. Danny Baker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think, but you are a Millwall fan as well, right? I am a Millwall yeah. fan. I used to eat um, in the same calf as Danny Baker before each game. Oh. It's, mm. it's not there anymore. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. Been gentrified out. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, I, I do bring up the roots thing often. It's, <laughs> you're going to bring it up again? It's just, it's weird for me because it's like, I didn't know you at all. Um, it's weird. I was actually introduced to you briefly by Rob Orton yeah. ages ago, yeah. but it was such a fleeting thing. Love Rob. And because yeah, I liked your, your stuff so much and, and I listened to your podcast, all of that stuff, it's weird because you came out of nowhere on Twitch and then it's like I suddenly know you. Yeah, yeah. I found that with all of Twitch. Like, it was so weird. I got to kind of jump into a pre-made community, it feels like almost. I yeah. kind of... And, and you were like me in that community because you were the bridge. So I had David Earl's community and I had Limmy's com- community. And... David Earl and Limmy don't know each other at all, don't cross over at all. So it was really weird that I kind of appeared and had this crossover audience of the two and they turned out to be a lot of your audience as well. Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, we both sit in between those oh, two. That's lovely, man. Let's um, just talk about Twitch a bit. I more, I, shall we? I controversially twi- uh, quit Twitch. Oh, really? Twi- Twitch. Yeah, because it wasn't popular. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, that happens. Uh, so what do you do on there? Um, well, I'm kind of, I, I was taking it more seriously at the start and then I had a break and now I just turn up and play whenever I want. But I've done little things like little sh- short film type ideas on there. I do a load of gaming. I play a bit of PUBG, um, a wrestling game. There's a wrestling game, game called Wrestling Revolution 3D, which was all made by one guy and it's absolutely bonkers it's oh, ridiculous great. he has loads he, it's like the the pro evo days like he's yeah, not got yeah, the yeah. right t- 
20 right, of the wrestlers. So, so there's one names. guy called Matt Showman. Right. <laughs> which sounds like Matt Showman. Obviously, there's there's uh, a controversial one, Crispin Noir. Right. So and and it's just there's loads of people like yeah, that, yeah. and it's just it's genius. So oh. and, and again, it's all made by one guy, so it's janky and clunky and glitchy but it's so it's much so fun. good in it the storyline's just in, insane he's written these mad stories so you do career mode and like after each match you, you have all the news reports from that week and it would literally be like this guy um has lost some weight recently <laughs> now yeah you're like what am i meant to take from this and then and then the next time would be oh um the guy who's meant to be vader um he died yesterday Oh, onto the net! Like it would be so bland <laughs> to so intense in no time at all. And he's made three of them now, I think. And they're just yeah, can't recommend them enough. Oh, that sounds fun, man. Um, how was the Cannes Film Festival? Yeah, yeah, really old and white. Yeah, if you're into old white people. Well, I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll see a lot of that. No, it was cool, man. I've I've got this film in development, and I've just atta started attaching an amazing cast off the strength of the script, which means I'm now having loads of meetings, but half the meetings I had in camera were amazing, half I thought were awful. And I came away thinking, where's the version of Can for young, cool people? And to be clear, I don't think I'm a young, cool person, but Can made me feel like a young, cool person. And that's the problem with Can. It felt mm. so just old and in industry and just rich people, which is the point of it. You're going there to try and get funding and mm. things like that. But, but yeah. as as someone who is approaching their forties, mm. I don't think. And so I would say this: I don't think it's really about like your actual age. It's like yeah. your influences and things like that. Which yeah, obviously I'd agree on that. I've listened to your podcast loads, so therefore I know the kind of people that you're interested in. Yeah. So I think you can call yourself young and yeah. relevant. And yeah. Yeah. I guess stuff. so. It sounds hard. So you're you're going around pitching an idea to yeah, people. Yeah. That's the that's the heartbreaking bit, right? Because yeah. when that goes well, it's beautiful. I had one guy. Um, and I sat down and he had his, his laptop and his phone out and I'm kind of waiting, thinking, oh, we'll be finished in a minute. And he's like, do you want to begin? And I was like, all right. Oh. And I went to begin. He went, he said, look, at the end of the day, the markets are open and I've got f films to sell. And I was like, all right. And I pushed through and did my pitch. I, it's the one regret I had a can. I wish I'd, I'd walked out because on that one, it's like, we're just not going to get, get Get on. And yeah. on any of these things. He should have just slammed his laptop lid yeah. shut. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> it was on a balcony. I could have frisbeed it off the balcony. <laughs> and still like done nerd. the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. stay there yeah. and shout yeah. But that's yeah, stuff mad. like that's weird. And at the time, I thought, right, this is where I need to prove I'm a professional and push through it and get through. Everyone in the industry I've told that story since has said, Dude, you should 100% have walked out of that because it's like, why would you that. do that? You wouldn't know yeah. that. Like, you have My instinct that. was to do that, but then yeah. I thought, no, this is where it gets tough. Because up till then, it'd been a joy. I've written this film. It's a really weird script. Mm. I've shown it to my favourite actors and they've loved it. I've started showing it to the industry people and they've loved it. So it's like this, felt like this is the hard bit. This is where it gets tough. But yeah, it just turned out he was a dickhead. And 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 is it, is it a full length film? Yeah, it's a feature film. Yeah, right. So can you, as somebody that's never written anything of that length before, mm. can you maybe give us a little bit of um, the process? Like, how do you finish something that big? Because I think I would struggle. Take? Do either of you know Moose Rock Wonga? Oh, I know who he is. Yeah, really okay. good writer. He's a good spoken. He, he, he used to do a lot of spoken word. Isn't Amazing he a journal, dude. Like, a, is he a football he does guy as well? Football journalism. Yeah. He does. He, he does Ian's right podcast. Ian Wright's podcast with um, him and he does 
What's his other one? He's, he's got another one that's uh, really like popular. People that don't know, um, Ian, Ian Wright is scum. <laughs> he's a coy's boy, everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> these things are going to happen, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But yeah, Moosa at one point told me, like Moosa had the football book out called The Cultured Left Foot, which was yeah. absolutely amazing because a poet writing about football mm. is just a beautiful thing. Like the way he describes what Messi does in this book is amazing. He, he talks about Z- 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 Zidane and he compares Zidane to parkour because prior to the office, the the point of parkour was, is has always been, the idea is meant to be to get from A to B um, in the quickest way possible if there were no obstacles. And that's how he sees how how. As Zidane plays, a Ronaldo has flair. Zidane, it always felt functional. So he's he's like this amazing poem, right? But he like when that book came out, I was chatting to him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I've got." He'd written four novels up to that point, and just they're on it, they're on his computer, nice. and that was a massive inspiration. Going, all oh, right, it's about finishing things. You mm. think it's about s- selling things. Yeah, you think it's about oh, there needs to be demand for this and all that. And he really made me realise it's about finishing things. So. Before this feature film, I've had a couple of TV shows in development. I've I've written two or three more feature film scripts, but this is the first one that I'm going. This is the one that needs to go out there. So okay, so but like, what when you're in the process of doing that, is it like you just do it when you've got a bit of time, or are you like, do you have a process where you're like, right, every Monday at this time I'm doing eight pages, or like, how do you work? How because because you're like mad productive, yeah. And I and I feel like my problem always is. And this is what my actual problem is this week. Just not very good at finishing things. I've got loads of things I've started, but never really finished enough stuff. And you seem like a like madly yeah. productive guy. And it's like, I think also one of my problems is I like to go out and have like a good time or whatever. Like, are you just like not having a life and you're just yeah, like I'm, doing I'm, stuff? I'm not into fun. So right, that okay. is a key. I don't rate fun. But no, again, it, it, I think it's also personal and individual. But, but I found that with a big project, like a book or a script the key for me for getting it done was again at times i'd have a tight schedule i'm doing i'm doing it every day at times i wouldn't Mm. i with the first script i wrote i went away on like a writing week i had this i booked this hotel and i was Mm. i'm gonna get all this writing done i've got two pages written but the week i got home i got almost the whole script written off the back of that because i didn't beat myself up in that way if I wasn't inspired I'd go and walk about and I'd mm-hmm. think about it all yeah, and yeah. then it percolates so the key for me I've learned is knowing when to stop right so when I'm writing I will always stop kind of before I'm done oh. if you know what I mean just so that starting the next, the next day is exciting and positive because you know what's to That's come good advice you know man. what's to come you know you know like oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on to that scene next yeah. So you kind of hold off on that. So you hit the ground running each day yeah. rather than on that day you get everything out and then you start next day like, right, yeah. well, that's all I knew up to this point. I'm kind I wrote of like now. 45 minutes of a script in one go yeah. and then just left it. Yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah. But but if you'd got to that scene before the last one yeah. and started that that the next day, because it is, it's momentum, I think. You, mm. if, if, you, if you're sitting down, t- a Tim Clegg, gave me some advice he's he's a good writer as well and he he would always say small goals so rather than i want to write a book start with i want to sit down at my desk today (laughs) well that's it literally going even further back he'd say i want to sit down at my desk and i want to open up my laptop yeah um i want to start a document i want to write a word i want to write a paragraph i want to and things like that Mm. because 
breaking it down into small chunks is far more realistic. It, this is going to sound really hippie, but I think that's the case with problems in the world, right? I think we all get really desensitized and overwhelmed with the global problems because we see everything now, like yeah. global warming's fucked, politics is fucked, all of this kind of thing. That's really hard to think how to overcome, but you can look at your world mm. and what's going on in your area or how you can improve things in your area, how you can improve smaller things, and it becomes more achievable and if we all do that. Balau actually mm. thinks that politics is going well. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's decent. <laughs> it's worked out, right? I think Rish is all right. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think he's, he's he seems like a it's cool guy. I've subscribed to Matt Letitia's newsletter. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I can imagine. I bet it's cracking. Um, so I, I'd like to ask you, your podcast, you've been doing it for so long now. Yeah. Is it 500 How many? and something? Yeah, 525. Five is this week, wow, I think. Wow, right. I was sitting over there as you were saying, God, we've done over 30. Have we really done over 30? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, laughing really? at us. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't even got to 30 yet. I, I, think, no. I think this is like 26 or 27, something like <laughs> yeah. that. But um, maybe not even that. But um, is there like, is there a guest? Who would be your dream guest that you haven't had yet? Um, There's something you really are dying to get on the podcast. Yeah, that's tough. Again, I've had a lot. I almost stopped the podcast after I had Gaspar Noe on because he's mm. my, f my favorite director of all time. Mm. And that came last minute. I had like four hours to prepare. Mm. And when it's your favorite director and your dream guest, like I like to do loads of preps. So it was like nerve wracking, but, but it went better than I could have hoped. He's notoriously awkward at times and it was amazing. And then I had Stephen F F Fry on and I almost stopped the podcast after that because that was another one because... My first big hit, Thou Shall Always Kill, had the line, Thou Shall Not Question Stephen Fry. The fact that I spent an hour asking questions to Stephen oh. Fry was kind of, I was like, this could be the perfect time to draw a line under yeah. it all. But then a new a new guest always gets pitched and yeah, comes yeah. along. So I don't know. I think half the time, this is going to sound like a real cop-out, but I feel this with acting roles as well. I came into acting going, I'd love to be in in Peaky Blinders or in a Shane Meadows yeah. film or whatever mm -hmm. else. And then you realise that the when people ask, like, what's your, what's your dream role? 90% of the time, it's a role you're not aware of yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. I, I did a sh the first, like, when I was moving into acting, I had no agent, no manager, and I was just, 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 just hustling to try and get in rooms. And I told this story a few times. Nina Gold casts was casting like um a lot of the mar the, the big Star Wars films, Marvel films, all sorts of stuff. Or well, not Marvel, but loaded some big stuff. And she she didn't have a public email address. So I, I BCC'd um info at ninagold.com, Nina at ninagold.com, casting at ninagold.com, right, castings at ninagold.com. So just everything that it could be. Just a pest by just so, but but, <laughs> but all, but, yeah. all, all BCC'd. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. she's not gonna know I've sent it to yeah, fifty yeah. email addresses that aren't a real email address, but the one the it one gets through does, to yeah, totally. it'll get through. So I got this meeting um and we had this chat and she was like, I think you'd be good for Game of Thrones, maybe for Star Wars and maybe for Taboo. And I was like Never heard of that last one, but those first two sound great. Mm. And then I got cast in Taboo, and it's Tom Hardy and David Graham, written wow. by Stephen Knight, who did Peaky Blinders, produced by Ridley Scott, and all that kind of thing. But in that meeting, I was like, yeah, like fuck that yeah. one. I want to hear about Game of Thrones and Star Wars. Yeah. And then that's the exact thing. It's like, you never know that when yeah, it comes through. It's like with this, Bilal was pitching guests, and I was like, fuck Scrooby's pitch. I'm only interested in Dan the Sack. I was <laughs> yeah, 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 fair. <laughs> 
Absolutely. He was on Twitch that. before me as well. He was on Twitch before is me. He, he was still on there now. He's not on there anymore, no. But he oh. was the person who introduced me to, to Twitch, really. Oh, it's a shame he doesn't he, do it. He's the reason a lot of people think I thought I was t- 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 too good for for Twitch. So when I started streaming, I had at least two different people reach out. I think I did a Q&A or something on Instagram, and I had two different people going, when did you decide that Twitch wasn't below you or something? And I was like... <laughs> What? What's That's going weird. on? And the reason it was, I guessed it on Dan's Twitch a couple of times, which again, if I thought it was blowing me, I wouldn't have gone on, but it's confusing, right? Like if you don't it's know really about hard. Twitch, yeah. it's really odd. So I'm sitting for there. ages to get me to do it. I was like, no. And then yeah. I did it and I loved it, but only during lockdown. OBS and, and all of that. I'm sitting there yeah. and he's got yeah. s- sound alerts coming up and stuff like that that are all really weird. And mm. I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Yeah, yeah. And he's explaining it to me. And I'm like, right. So it's kind of like you're a cam girl. Yeah. Um yeah. and and there's so tips and they they call this off, and yeah. and the problem was people assumed I meant that as an insult. I didn't. I'd paid and watched tons of cam girls over the years. I watch oh. a lot of porn. I like porn. I I think sex work is a valid job. I think it's a really good industry, a positive industry. It's gone into the power of the creators now. So but in their mind I was going, "Oh, oh you're like a a fucking cam girl. But, but that was the only thing I could, I could relate yeah, it to because they are there yeah, and you yeah. can send tips and you can ask for it and, and do yeah, these different things. Ask them to do. And that's kind of similar to, to what Twitter. <laughs> that was the only relation I, ha- I had to it. So yeah, but because I said that, I think people thought I was saying that in a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no, that was me trying to figure out what the yeah. fuck this is. No, no, I like cam girls. Yeah, I liked yeah, them. This, yeah, it was <laughs> their assumption that it's, I'm saying it as a, as a negative, but genuinely at that point, mm-hmm. um, my free cams at that point was 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 one of my f- my favourite p- porn sites, oh. um, and you could tip a lot of girls would have like a, a wheel you can spin like to pick a song to put on, all sorts of stuff like that, which you do on Twitch. People would yeah. do that on you Twitch. You do that on so your Twitch. I do, it yeah. was you genuinely related. <laughs> genuinely <laughs> relatable. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my that cool. was my introduction to Twitch. I've now, gone off on so many no, no, tangents there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, but like with your crew, you've done so many different things, <laughs> right? Um, but the one thing you seem to really love but haven't done, mm-hmm. and I want to want to get to the bottom of why, why haven't you done stand up yet? Because you are, like you be so many comedians, yeah. and you and you, you think you're clearly above stand up. Yeah, you clearly like really like understand it and love it because I've heard yeah. you interview so many of my peers and my friends yeah. and things like that, and you're really on the money when you chat to them. So how come that's the one thing you seem to have not had a go at? Mate, you're right. I adore it, and I think it's just been a feeling of of not being qualified to, to do so isn't spoken word like spoken word gigs kind of similar well so that was it funny, the, right? the 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 i did the the, the edinburgh fringe one year i yeah. did a yeah. full run f- f- for one year um brett goldstein was a mate at that point i was a big fan he's I've said that as if we've fallen out, but he like he, he was one of the comedians I knew. It was Brett, a, a Tim Key, and maybe Chris Ramsey. And Brett knew that I'm doing this hour-long set, and I'm talking about self-harm, suicide, domestic abuse, all sorts of heavy stuff. I wasn't nervous about that at all. That's my mm. bread and butter. I've, I've been doing that. <laughs> I've been doing that for years. The bit I was nervous about was I'd written jokes in between each piece, so I was linking this all together because I felt it needed to be a show. It shouldn't just be a gig. Mm. Um, every time I had, I said a Chris or I remember Nick Helm being in the crowd. Every time there was a comedian I knew in the crowd, and they would laugh at one of my jokes. It meant so much more than 
the ticket sales, any reviews, anything like that. Because that was the bit, as yeah, you yeah, say, yeah. I'm such a nerd for that shit. So mm. I'd really slaved over these essentially links. It's just a link between this this song and this song that were gags. Um, and yeah, that meant it meant the world to me. But yeah, I guess I never saw it as a a, a, mm. a viable option. And again, you'll know as well, anyone who comes in to stand up with a career elsewhere, there's a lot of pressure on because it's like who the fuck is this guy i think there is yeah, if you do little, i think there is yeah. if you do like if you go through like from the bottom and like do like open mic or yeah you know because then people are, have got a bit of a chip on their shoulder but also i think people are always going to be like that if they're not securing themselves like yeah uh, i think a lot of people actually respect people doing that but oh, it's tough I... also audience wise you do get a lot of leeway because people already know who you are and like you so therefore they want you to do well do you know what i mean i just remember at the time when Gervais came out and started doing stand-up and was huge. I remember a lot of stand-ups being like, this guy isn't, mm. this is, or kind of it's unfair because this guy hasn't done the, the done the years of work. And I loved those early ones. I mean, even more of a fan of his trans stuff. But, you know, it, 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 <laughs> no, it, again, I'm not, I'm not so much of a fan anymore. But, but it, yeah, he was one that at that point, I was like, this guy's brilliant, but I can see why a lot of comedians are like, Fuck, you've just walked in and you're straight mm. doing the DVD out now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sold happens. Out I mean, Paddy but... McGuinness uh, sold out a massive arena mm. with a show that, I mean, it didn't make. Have you seen it? No. no. Uh, it's the one where he ends it with, right, this is crucial that I get it right. <laughs> the last joke. Do it, do it to camera. The last bit in the special, I need to try and get it right. It's something like he says. I know there's a lot of knife crime in the world right now and there's a lot of problems and I don't know how to solve all of that. Right. But a bit of kindness can go a long way. Good night. I swear to God, that's how he ends the thing. Wow. That's it, right? Is that roughly it? And right then you're like, no, some people can just walk into it and nail it. This yeah, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. He this really is, did. This <laughs> is perfect. The big, the big like That's Manchester crazy. arena, and he That's made, crazy. I think he made like a million quid or something. Yeah, and he filmed it as a special. You should watch. You should watch it on stream. Yeah. Although a lot of our shared audience are familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roscoe watches it a lot on stream. I love it. I yeah. love it. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's one. Um, um, so Bilal, as we've yes. actually got like. A very credible guest today. Yes. Maybe our audience would especially like their problem solved. Yeah, that's a good point. So have you got one you want to pull up? Because last time we forgot to do our audience question, which is <laughs> just a shambles. And I don't even know what your problem is this week. I've kind of touched on mine, which is... Oh, who cares about my problem? I No, but I think, you know... I care about you, your you've problem. Got, you've got Thank a, you. Don't ditch the format. You're right. Don't ditch the format. So, hold on. I've got some on Twitter. Um... Do you want me to fill for a minute while you're doing this? Yeah, you're just please. bumbling around. Um, have you ever had a guest on your podcast where they've left and you're like, the one question I wish I'd asked somebody was X, and then you didn't? So no. I feel like that's how I'm going to end this no, one. So no. like, when you're gone, I'm like, I should have asked about I've that. I've had one where I almost didn't ask a question. I was really glad I did. And I've had one where I wish I hadn't asked a question. So yeah. which one of them do you want first? <laughs> uh, let's let's go with the one you, you're glad you did first. So... Listen. Mary Jo Blige, right? So right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. It's a, it's a, it's. It was when I first started doing kind of press junket ones. Mm. So, uh, so she's promoting Umbrella Academy, so a, a Netflix TV show. Yeah, yeah. And we're chatting, and I'd planned kind of. I had a question I wanted to ask if it was going well because I was like, as soon as I asked this, I could get asked to leave by the 
the PR people, all this kind of thing. Um, and it was going quite well, but it was all very PR-y. It was all very talking about the show, talking about mm-hmm. Netflix. And then we got on to hip-hop a little bit. And I think it's, again, some people hate me for it on the podcast, but I think one of the ways to connect with your guest is to fl- flex a little bit on your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try and get a relatable story and I'll have some kind of thing that makes... And when we got on to hip-hop, because um, 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 I think she mentioned... Did you say you introduced Bilal to the roots? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you familiar with Bilal? Um, no, no. I, I kind of like... We got on to Biggie and we got talking about how she gave him, I think, his guest, his first guest spot oh. as, a, as a rapper. Um, and she spoke beautifully on that. And then I asked the question I was really nervous to ask, particularly with the news that had happened at the time. I said, look, you also gave a first guest slot to R. Kelly, um, who's someone who's, you know, at that point had just been exposed for doing loads of dark shit. And I was like, "What? how do you feel about things like that? Because it is really weird, that these these positions of power. And she kind of first kind of went. And again, I didn't want it to be, you've got to answer for R. Kelly, because yeah. she hasn't. She's Mary fucking like Joe Blige. No, it wasn't. But it was like, I wanted to put it out there. And she kind of first kind of said, well, I don't really want to, talk too much about that but then she kind of came back and said but what i will say is with what we do you do gain huge amounts of power and it's down to the individual how they use that power and she was kind of and said like i use that power to give biggie his first break to give this to do this to do this Mm -hmm. to do this other people you know abuse it and Mm -hmm. yeah it was just really amazing i was like i was so my heart was racing that question i was like i'm seeing pr people around the room who are here to talk about a netflix tv show and i'm saying what about r kelly um that's great man so that was amazing but then the one that didn't go well was spike lee no commented me he's difficult though isn't he we were getting on really well he was lovely but he it was the promo for black klansman and that morning Boots Riley had done a big post, and I'd Boots. I gigged with Boots a few times over the years. He came to one of my spoken word gigs. It turned out I didn't even know, but he was in London. He came to spoken word show. Boots Riley had just done a big post about how his family were part of the the black activist group that's targeted in Black Klansmen, and he felt that he felt it was so inaccurate to the truth that Spike Lee had been kind of not paid off, but pushed down that route to write it favourably towards the FBI, towards the police, towards this kind of thing. So I was like, number one, that's just blown up online and people are, uh, you know, he's he's, he's calling them out on this. I'm, I was going to say I'm the first person to interview him since that happened. The guy was in before me was Jonathan Ross, and I'm 90 percent sure he didn't bring it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Probably just so, invited him to his Halloween party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, right, I got to bring this up, and I've proper stumbled over the question a lot because you know when you're a bit nervous and you over ask a question so i was like boots riley said this blah blah i want to know your thoughts and i want to say that i can see boots's side but i can see you so i was like i'm over kind of saying look i'm not having a go but this 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 and he just looked he paused and looked at me said i've got nothing to say on that subject and i was like cool so um when you said did did do the right thing. What do you think was the uh, just fumbling for another question? Yeah, but that's right. not just, that bad. And it wasn't, no, it wasn't him being, he, he wasn't bad at all. He was okay. well in his right to not ask that. But I've never had someone literally say, no, not... I've got no comment on that kind of thing. And I was yeah. like, I'm going I'm to see if I can get one of them out of you. Yeah. Later on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we can. Yeah. 
How do you feel about um, R. Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> big fan, big fan. Ignition's my shit. You should have said no comment. More yeah. of a uh, fan now. Let me um, yeah. ask you something quickly. I genuinely do. don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. <laughs> Come on, let's be reasonable. I do want to know, like... <laughs> beep, beep. I, I always feel, with stand-up for me, like... Um, that's my main thing. And I, I feel like if I ever stopped, I'd it'd be, never really, it'd be a really strange... You never gig. Be, I, constantly, <laughs> more than this one. It'd be a really... It'd be a weird thing for me to stop. And mm-hmm. obviously music was so massive for you. If you... What, do you do it at all now? No, I stopped. I've got a bit of an... I think... I think I've got a, a bit of an obsession with control mm. creatively hopefully don't have in my personal life and things like that but creatively i do and i really like deciding when things end um to get heavy now when i was on brett goldstein's podcast he he always has oh you've died like how did you die and you choose how you die and i said it's probably suicide and he was like yep I would have guessed that, but the the reason I've always said that is I I I like Big the Hunter idea. Big Thompson fan. Yeah, or, 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 I I like the idea. Like I've never been depressed, suicidal, mm. but I think I love the idea of going. Cool, I'm really happy with how my life's gone. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a day now. Um, so I could see that in my seventies or whatever going. Wicked. Yeah, walk yeah. off a cliff. This is great. Exactly. Exactly. Drive off a cliff, walk off a cliff, or do, do something like that. So that's been a thing with my career. So with the music, our third album, me and Dan signed a three album deal. And we signed it at the same time as like we were gigging a lot with J- J- Jack Peñate, Kate Nash, Paloma Faith, a load of other people. And so many of them, everyone would sign three album deals at the time. And because they all signed to majors, so many of them didn't get to do their three albums. And most of them have in, mm. on, on independence at different times afterwards, but so many people didn't get to complete what they agreed to do because there's so much pressure if you're right. signed to a major. So when me and Dan completed our three albums and our third album was our biggest commercial, our biggest um, cr- critical like response and crowd response and all that, our tour was our biggest tour, I was like, it's a really n- nice point to draw a line under it. And at that point, we'd toured solidly for like t- 10 years. He really. was all right with that? He, I was more right with it than he yeah. was, but he was all right. Like he, he understood. He got it. He wanted to do more. He then did an amazing solo album, and oh, he right. did his, his like his own tours and stuff, and still makes. He just did the uh, soundtrack for the new Tron computer game. Oh, right. So it's l- literally. Is it Vangelis did the original? Then it was Daft Punk. Now it's Dan Lasak. That's he's literally wow. in this insane lineage yeah. of people who've done. The official that's amazing man. Tron soundtrack. So yeah, it was kind of it was that beautiful thing. And then I did the same with, with my club night. I had a club night in London. We did that for ten years, and then it was starting. Where did to you get do that? At the book club in oh, uh, uh, near Old Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew you'd know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I live around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's it's. Um, both of us yeah, look as if we're stones. there all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I was, was going to bring myself into yeah, that yeah. then, to be clear. <laughs> to be clear. Um, but yeah, so we did that for 10 years and it started to feel like it was getting to Essex and it was feeling like it wasn't what we'd made it kind mm. of thing. So we drew a line under that. And as I, I said, like with XFM, after a year, I had this award thing. And then I was like, cool. I don't know if I'm going to get this any better. I feel this year's worth of episodes have been 
the best I yeah. can do. I don't think I'm going to improve on him, so I'll draw a line under that. Well, it's exhausting as well, isn't it? Like doing a weekly or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know how often the show was. the same was, thing. For yeah, yeah. I mean, long, yeah. I, and it's amazing you've managed to keep it up for so long with the podcast. Yeah. But, um, but that's really interesting because not a lot of people would do that. Like, I th- I think that's it's... like me. Like my first Edinburgh show I had went like perfectly pretty much. You should have called it a day, mate. Yeah, yeah. I should have, right? <laughs> it's had a lot of reviews that have said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should have called it a day. Um, but I guess it's like in... I think the reason why, like, my man's an electrician. I used to work for him, and it'd be like, uh, and I was doing that simultaneously with starting stand up. It's like, oh, you've got to get a cable from there to there, and then you can go home, basically, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you feel like you've achieved something. You've got that, yeah. you've installed that there and there, and that you can see it, it's done. Or, like, I like cooking because you start with these ingredients and you end up with a thing. Yeah. Whereas what we all do creatively, there is no finish line, there is no scripts for forever yeah. in development. And so you're actually, mm. you've taken the power, it seems like, really. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It'd be interesting to go, right, well, I've achieved that, so now I'm going to stop doing that. And that's yeah. like a mad, that's a mad it's, concept. It's, it's, it's really good, and I don't think enough people do it. Like, everyone... No. Most of the bands, most of the people in the, this room are into, your favourite album is pro- probably their earlier ones. And well, then they stick around and there's a few that they're all right. Mm. But it's like, but it's not because they've got worse. It's just because that was the one you connected with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, well, you know. Interestingly enough, like I, like I went to see uh, those one of those Blur gigs at Wembley Stadium mm. the other day. And I, I think the reason that they're still so big is because they said, they didn't even say, but they stopped for basically eight years. Yeah. And then they did brought an album out. And then they stop for like nearly another eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, so maybe actually that is the key to being quite big as well, is to just like bring it back every now and again for a little bit, but not, yeah, like not mm. continuously keep doing it. Yeah, don't overdo it. You have it with like big American comedians as well, where they they do too many specials in a short time. Mm. Yeah, I think it should be a rare thing. I think. Or 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 the Libertines are always an example I give. Mm. So I think they I think they're good good band, but yeah. 
when they stopped making music, they weren't big enough to headline Reading Festival. Yeah. When they came back, they were big mm. enough to headline Reading Festival from yeah. not doing anything for X yeah. amount of time. It's like, wow. that shows the difference. If that Maybe if they'd kept releasing albums, they wouldn't have got big enough to, but mm. it's because there was that gap and that was their comeback they were suddenly... That, Dan, it, Dan's on the phone going, Glastonbury, come on, let's do it. <laughs> come on, let's have is it. it emotional for you when you end the thing? I um, guess in particular the music because the yeah, amount of work is, that we've it's, gone into. It's, it. it's emotional, but it's it's beautiful. Like Again, another reason I think I'd struggle to ever come back to music mm. is our last gig, we knew it was our last gig. The crowd knew it was our last gig as we announced. So we played at best of all. We had about 10,000 people in the crowd. They all were singing along. They all knew it was our last gig. Like my mum and the dad were in the crowd. Rob the bank who signed us to his label, you know, it's his festival. It's not his real name. And 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 all these like people, it, just everything there was so perfect. It's like, well, now if I accept a gig, a well-paid gig to do f- f- Freshers Week in Leeds, mm. that might end up being my last gig. <laughs> and at the moment, my last gig yeah, is this fucking yeah. perfect thing. Yeah. Any any if I do another one, but that's no longer it anymore. If Wembley say we we're still trying to make the money back mm. on the building. <laughs> they do live aid Wembley's <laughs> one of my worst gigs I played Wembley oh. Arena I guess oh, it right. was supporting Frank Turner um, and I didn't have the experience of, of, of sure. stadiums like the, yeah. dis- the gap the lack of connection mm. with the crowd is yeah. mad like I buzz off like we did loads of early early supporters and I love that support feeling of having to win people over mm. L- like f- festival gigs and stuff yeah, like that where yeah. you know they're not already on board and you have to pr- proper work for it but the photos of us playing Wembley are some of my favourite photos. Yeah, yeah. But I know I came off stage going, I hate that. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Well, well I didn't really feel the buzz arenas, I was expecting isn't to it? feel. Like, it's like, yeah. have you been to see stand up in an arena? No. That's no. awful. Mm. Yeah. Awful. Can't imagine You're it. watching them like, on the big screen. Yeah. And I, and I know um, who you just had on the podcast who's been on here and one of uh, my mates, Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, oh, really interesting. Yeah, exactly. On the yeah, podcast. Yeah, of course we did. Yeah. Should we do some problems? Oh yeah, listeners' problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see, you ask me that, anything, and I'll go off no, on a ten-minute round. That's why. That's, I'm, that's why I'm a podcaster. But actually, <laughs> what happened was that gave Bilal like fifteen minutes to find the problem. <laughs> yeah. and he still couldn't find it when we started him for it. So, absolute <laughs> classic. Um, okay, we got one here, which is um, from Reese. Which says, I'm moving in with my partner soon and we have quite different sleeping schedules. She enjoys a long lion, but I like getting up early. How can we make this work? Uh, that's not for me to answer. I have that issue with my wife, actually. She gets up very early, obviously. I'm up twitching. You're, you're a slob. You're, you're I'm twitching. I'm gigging. I'm a slob. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why do people think that they need to get up at the same time as each other? Like, what's he getting up and doing? Like, If you're getting up early and doing like noisy stuff, then yeah, it's mm. a problem. Otherwise... You, you, you're finding a problem where there isn't one, right? My oh. wife blow dries her hair in the morning very early. It's very oh, upsetting. Fuck yeah, that's a problem. It's really upsetting. Yeah, you've got a real bugbear about it. You've talked about this on the podcast a number of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really I think divorce her. Yeah? Yeah, quite quickly. Okay. Um, Skinhead? What? Shave her head. Maybe. Oh, shave right, her. yes. While she's sleeping. <laughs> oh, you said hire uh, When she goes to bed early, <laughs> shave her <laughs> head. Hire <laughs> <laughs> skinhead. I think Reese could really be using this to earn some bonus points. He get, He's the one who gets up early, right? Yeah. Get the breakfast going. Mate, I used to do that. Some, uh, my last relationship, I, I had a similar Sorry. thing. My partner lived in Margate. I'd wake up early oh. and I'd stroll... I'd stroll down the shop, I'd get some coffees, I'd yeah. get some pastries. Yeah. 
one of the still problems, two left. If, if, <laughs> if, or no, if I yeah. if we get round to doing a problem, I was thinking about what my problem might be, and it is that mm. l- coming to London more recently has made me realise how shit the pastry options are oh, at NSX. Yeah. In London, they're amazing. Yeah, you, like every corner you go, you got past, everything there's in just London. Insane though. pastries. Mm. Yeah, you've not got them anywhere else. And that's your issue, the pastries. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the main. That's the main appeal of London. Got to move to London. Yeah, for the pastries. But maybe that's you know I'll be healthier if I stay away. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So what are the food options like where you are like takeaways and things? Are they all right? I don't know if this is helping that guy too much. No, well, <laughs> oh yeah, I think we just told him to cook her a breakfast, <laughs> I didn't it? Completely forgot. Um, Reese. Um, yeah. yeah you just get up and do up. stuff. Yeah, do some stuff. Do some nice Hire things in the skinhead. morning. Um, or g- 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 get into a series that you're not both into. Yeah, that's and good. that could be your time of watching because yeah. that's one of the hardest things in a relationship. I think is mm. if you're into something that your partner isn't into, yeah. finding that moment to get it watched to do it, even if it is Twitch oh, yeah, or whatever else, it's finding those that. things. To go, we don't yeah. connect on this, but mm. they're important to both of us. So it's just it's weird. Like for me now, it's like if I've been up, if I get in really late and I need a lion, my wife will get up at like nine. And then I've got to be up soon after and just because she's, you know, bored and it's, yeah. it is hard. But it's just, that's what you have to do for love, Reese. That's what you have to do for love. You have to do it for love, Reese. But yeah, I, I, yeah, Reese, I think it's, just, it's either you have your own brownie points or you, yeah, take up your own interest. stuff, yeah. yeah. Sorry I kicked you earlier, by the way. No, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your um, problem? I, I told you about, like, no. I was really fascinated by your level of creativity that I wanted mm. to be like, oh, what's, what's the secret source? Yeah, so I guess one. that's good. I mean, yeah. we're both quite interested. I, I want to do the filmmaking stuff as well one day, so yeah. I'm going to pester you about that Really, on, on on the script right in front, yeah. really simple thing is just fucking do it because I put it off mm. for too long. I spent ages going, I don't know how to and all of this, but if you've had any acting gigs, you've read scripts, you know the rough structure. It doesn't have to be perfect first time, but yeah, this... As soon as like, I wrote my first script, it was a TV show, and I wrote it, I sent it off to Warp, and within a week, they optioned it. And I was like, so I've been putting this off for like two years. Mm. It didn't get made in the end, and all this, it went it's into still, development, but I'd yeah. been putting it off for two years, and I was like, right. And genuinely, it was exactly that. It was like, I want to g- get into this, but I need to talk to someone. I need to get advice on this or advice on that. And then at some point, I just went type away and yeah i think you always find little excuses to not do it and i don't yeah i should probably speak to them first i should probably read this first well more specific like do you figure out the whole idea first or can you have a bit of an idea often often i'll have the general whole idea, like the general idea so i'll have a uh, i saw who was it talking about this recently i think it might have been phoebe wallabridge who was Mm. like have the ending and then then get as far away from that as you can Mm. Oh, that's interesting. That's fine. Um, so if you've got this, and I, 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 I work in in scenes a lot because I think because of the the writing music and stuff like that, where I would always kind of tell these mini stories. Yeah, like, so I'll often have this handful of scenes, and I'm like, right now, how do they all connect? How do they yeah, yeah. they connect and, and 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 come together? And I think you do. You write the bits that you you don't have to start at the beginning. Yeah. Like if you've got a bit that you're really excited, if you've got like I've got this amazing ending to a film. Write that; it'll make you fired up. It's going to be fun to write, what and then work back use? to it. I use Final Cut. Yeah, that's the one. No, for writing. 
Yeah. No, no, not, not, no, not, no, not Final, Final Draft. Draft. Uh, Isn't that one do I Celtics? use? I use Celtex. I use Celtex. No, that's the free one. Final Cut is for my editing. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the? Isn't it Final Draft? Is it Final Draft? I don't think I use Final Draft. This episode is sponsored by Final Draft. one? There's not that many. I don't know. You have to pay for Final Draft. Fade. Fade. Fade in. I use fade in. I'm going to use that because I use it because my well, mate Kelly uses it and she's been Kelly, like right. Oscar nominated for her scripts and stuff. Have I got, so I'll okay, use fade I, in then. Wait, yeah, have, have, have I got to pay for it? Yeah, it's a one off fee. How much? I can't remember. If you'd like you to sponsor the podcast with a one off fee, $69.99. We'll put our money together again. We'll have the same login. Yeah, you can share a login. I think you can. Yeah, but no, what I had a. Oh, it's gone. It's, it's gone. Carry on. Um, what do you think of Mussolini? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was the last, from last week's episode. Um, so we done our listeners' problem. Uh, and what was that. your problem? Uh, my one was um, I kind of want like a um, uh, I want to do like a five year plan mm-hmm. of life. Do you yeah. do that kind of thing ever? No, no, not at all. I've I'm someone who when you look back at my career it looks really well planned out and as you say you've switched all these jobs and all the things like this and it's nah it's rarely that planned at all it's okay. just kind of i always look at what i'm exci- i try and do the shit that i'm excited to, to do like it's gonna s- sound dumb but the f- that's how i got into f- to fitness as well because i think everyone talks about discipline it's like no you need to find exercise that you're that you enjoy yeah, and right. excited to do rather than Badminton. it's discipline what's gonna... the what is the one that you enjoy um i'm a i'm a crossfit wanker so i've oh. got my kettlebells and i've got all this coming and i just was it yesterday morning or no a saturday morning i was like right i'm just gonna in my garden i set up i had my, my bulgarian bag a steel mace and a couple of kettlebells and i did this kind of thing where i'm working through the stations and it all feels like i like you feel like a fucking viking because cool. you're just throwing yeah, things right. around and yeah, doing yeah, all yeah. this and it's like yeah i think people talk about discipline all the time but i think some people aren't aren't disciplined i also think if you're relying only on, on the discipline you might have a miserable life i think the idea of everything it's being like about being discipline, managed by antonio conte mm. just discipline yeah exactly or the, or the idea of everything about this when i think did come in in kind of the 80s with the tories trying to get working class people to work harder for yeah, no good, more money good, good. yeah exactly <laughs> um but yeah i think you, you can just go well what excites me and what mm. you know is fun to do so that's again it's why i've jumped sh- 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 ship on like you you asked about how hard was it to walk away from music i loved every gig i did but i think i was just getting to the point of getting to tired of it mm-hmm. and, it was, and it was going to become a job I did have a great time because Billy Bragg was on after us and oh, he's right. one of my favourites so yeah, I loved yeah. it as a night and then I went and DJed at my club night and did mm. my best DJ set ever because I think I was brimming with confidence mm. because I just played Wembley I thought I was yeah. the shit and it turns out with DJing confidence is a lot so I went in there did the best DJ set I've ever done because I was just like yeah, just had to leave Wembley early to come and DJ. Sorry, oh, lads. <laughs> I did want to ask um, a more specific. Have you got to go? No, no, I'm right for number okay. ten. Um, it's, sorry, we're going all over the place. No, let's not fucking go. Um, I've got said... a problem I want to ask as well. Yeah, before great. We, oh, okay, we yeah. Up, well, so go ahead. Uh, you said you didn't, in terms of like what sort of acting jobs you wanted, and it didn't mm. exist or whatever. But if you could, like, is there a type of thing you want to be? Like, for I would love to be a detective on yeah. a TV. No, show, you haven't right? got that in you. Of course, I do. 
being a detective would be, be yeah. amazing. I did a thing yeah, called Debris course. where I was like the like a bad guy and it was a bit That's mili- like I had a military background and all that. Great. And my acting teacher, one of the best things he said was always to take your characters out for a walk, which sounds ridiculous, but I'd put together a playlist and I was in Canada filming during the pandemics. So I was proper isolated in my Airbnb and I made a playlist for my character and I just would pop my headphones on and go for a walk. And I swear at points, I was like, I'm staring people down as if I've got a military background and I'm forgetting that this is a character and I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me because I'm walking through areas where there's some rough people and I was proper trying to stand more upright, head held more high than I normally would and proper That's being in character yeah, as I go for walk. And it genuinely, I thought it was almost going to get me in trouble a couple of times because when you are in those dodger areas at night, there will be people who will intimidate you. And normally I'll just be like, head down, yeah, go yeah, in the right. other direction. But I was like, proper staring staring back at them and I'm like oh hang, oh, hang on I can't actually just use all my military knowledge and beat them up because you haven't got any yeah, yeah. what would you but, be yeah. oh, well I, I mean you already gave me my dream role that, I'd really uh, love to be like a like a, a murderer in a oh, yeah, in, like we did a like funny yeah. kind of that's send up of that, thing, but yeah, yeah. What yeah I've great... seen the murder, the, the serial oh, killer yeah, interviews, yeah. Yeah. amazing. But yeah, I think that's that, yeah, that, that, that's got to be a dream as well, right? I completely see that just playing an unhinged, yeah, 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 killer. Yeah, um, villains generally must be quite a fun yeah. thing to do. Yeah, there's, I'm a, I'm a comic book nerd as well, mm. um, and there's a group called the Authority in mm. in DC, and there's a character called Midnighter who's always been my dream character to play he's his brain is basically a supercomputer so his fighting thing is he can he will in a split second he'll compute everything they could do so he will have a counter for them so it's this mad decision making and in all situations he can do that so it's just this he's this tough guy but the thing that was amazing about him when his character came out was he's i would say aggressively gay like so much of the book is about him just wanting to fuck constantly oh. um and then he happens to be doing this superhero stuff too but right. yeah he's got this other in thing the back he's... of his mind he's thinking about well that's it he's, <laughs> he's got this this tech thing where he's got these doors where he can teleport anywhere he mainly uses that for booty calls um <laughs> and again i was like this character's fucking amazing he's this badass he's all in black has he but... been around for a while yeah he's he's oh. been around a, f- a fair while he's just not n- not really he's really critically acclaimed as a character because it did just yeah. push so many boundaries and that, but it's not he's not been on the big screen yet. I can, oh, under- so I can that's understand been the one that I'm like, I want to play Midnighter. Yeah, I um, can understand why the guy wouldn't look up from his laptop when you pitch that to him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, let me tell you about Midnighter. But yeah, I guarantee he's now James Gunn is at DC. I bet they're going to do something with that character because he's so he's such a good character for now as well. He's so yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I ask totally. one more thing about acting? I want to ask you. one thing about acting and then we'll do your problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you wouldn't do full frontal nudity um, with everything mm. genuinely it's if if it was the, the right role like people ask me all the time would you shave your beard off I've pitched my beard being shaved off for two different roles because I thought it'd be good for the character when were you last clean shaved um, 2005 wow I, in lockdown I tried to grow a beard like yours but it only went from my neck yeah. and I look like a mom and I can't grow anything there and it's a real strain tough Got it. I would love that beard. Again, just on the serial killer thing, I've always, there's been a few, like I was, I was playing a guy who was like in prison and I wanted to sh- go all stubble and, ju- and just have a big 
psycho moustache. No one's up for it. But yeah, genuinely, I touched upon earlier, like my favourite director is Gaspar Noé and he's done so many fucked up weird films. If Gaspar asked me to do anything, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Um for a film, yeah, not, for a, not, not, not just like, as, can you come as and watch the, my car? Not just socially, I'd probably do that to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking cool, but yeah, I'd do anything if it was the right role. But I have had roles where they've asked to shave my beard off, and I've said no, yeah, because it's not been the right role. Like it's, the, I had a BBC thing recently where I'm literally in in it for a split second, I'm, and I'm in the background, and they were like, like we want to give you like a scarred up face. I'm like, all over that. I'll come in as early as you want. We'll do all of this. So I had. Like four hours of prosthetics on the two really? days I'm filming, yeah. Um, and they wanted it to come down here, and they were like, "Is it all right? We shave a square out of your beard." And I was like, <sighs> "Not for that, yeah. nah. a square out of it as well." Nah. Oh, and when I, th- I said no, she said, "Yeah, I was chancing my luck a bit there. Yeah, we'll yeah, put yeah. like a bald cap on it." So they kind of gl- glued it down and put a bald oh, cap on, and it looked cheeky. amazing. But it yeah. was like, there, yeah, it that illustrates it has to be the right thing. You yeah, know, yeah. the fact that I've pitched it in one situation and said no in another situation, it's... Yeah, that's now, fair. Um, with acting, I the one thing I struggle with mm. is auditions. I feel like I always fuck them up. Um, you obviously must have a talent from because you've gone from doing nothing to a lot of acting. So do you think that's because of, like you said, the way that you've kind of gone around the other way and you've been clever about it, like getting in touch with the casting director or whatever, or do you have like any tried and tested things that help you nail auditions? I will tell you the key for me for auditions is fucking assume you've not got the role. Mm. That is the one time you're going to get to play that role. Like in that room or on that self tape, yeah, right. you're never going to get to yeah, play this good. character again. And it's a buzz. Uh, like I'm, buzzing over all auditions because I'm like fuck I'm getting oh, like, auditioned for the boys I've done a load of different like I've auditioned for some huge things that I thought probably not going to g- get this like I auditioned to be Billy the Butcher in, in 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 the boys obviously didn't get it it went to a fucking icon of, of, of film but the boys is my favourite comic book so I was like mm. not mm. caring about getting it it's like, I'm not going to get it I'm not qualified but how fucking mad that I get to be that for this afternoon or whatever, this afternoon of prep and then this tape. So, yeah, my thing on that is just be aware. Again, I I guess because I didn't go to drama school or any of these things as well, I've not got to do any of that. So it's Mm. a buzz to go, cool. It is hard to get a buzz for playing the guy who's got psoriasis in an advert, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's the fact (laughs) of one. But if if it's anything you can get excited about, you've got the role in this self-tape, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, You've got nice. that role. That's You've cool. got that role and you get to to play that in this moment and then you move on. But yeah. there's loads of stuff that I've auditioned for that's been fucking buzz. Yeah. And I've not got it. I'm, I'm 99% of the time I'm good at accepting I've probably not got it and moving on. There's one or two yeah. where I'll be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard back on this. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Have I got it or not? But yeah, 90% of the time it's like, that's man, such a good way how cool it. was that that we got to... It's, yeah. it's normally me and my dad. Like my dad reads with me on my self tapes, oh, nice. and I've had to rein him in a few times but, because he'll think he's auditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it'll be one where I've got an American accent or whatever, and he's, he'll start doing American accent. <laughs> like, no, 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 it's good. Uh, it's good. It's only really me auditioning, funny. Dad. But yeah, I auditioned for the Barbie movie. Quite a good little yes. part, and obviously didn't get it, and I was yeah. glad about it. Have you got one it? you can say that you? Oh no, you said one. Yeah, already, yeah. Or no, no. The um, there's there's two. So I auditioned for Deadpool two. The role oh. weren't that great in the end, but it's I loved the first Deadpool. I love Just all of them. Just to be part of something like but that. But the it? one that really hit me was the uh, the Northman. So um, 
I'd had the director on the podcast and he did like The Witch and The Lighthouse. Oh, and God, w- I love The Lighthouse. Yeah. yeah, and when wow. and like everything he'd made up to that point was just a work of art, in my opinion. And I had him on the podcast to talk about it. And I jokingly said at the end, I say this with anyone I'm a fan of, at the end, I jokingly said like, you know, if you ever need anyone for a role and he was like well actually the next thing i'm doing is big big bearded guys it's a viking thing so he's like <laughs> you might do so i was like sweet so yeah i ended wow. up getting an audition yeah. um and the and the audition went well and i got a call back to have an audition w- with the director oh. and i was like you're all right and he was like oh, nice to meet you and i was like oh shit i didn't get this because of the pod i thought i'd got the audition because of the podcast mm-hmm. he'd forgotten about me completely i was like oh we wow. met i had to be like mm-hmm. oh no we've met this this is so that was a rare moment where but I guess I would have put you on the back foot it's like well I spent like an hour with you you don't remember me no, <laughs> you'd be I, a bit I, like oh no. I dug it I was like the, I thought I'd got a call back because of familiarity do you know mm. what I mean he's like oh, that, oh that's that guy but it was purely because of the performance so instantly in that moment I've reframed it to go this is a compliment <laughs> rather than you've forgotten me um, and that audition went well and then they hit me up saying that they they wanted to cast me but the production had decided they had to go local because it was oh, shooting right. in Scandinavia, so all of those roles went local mm. rather than international. So I didn't get that, and that was heartbreaking. And I'd regularly kind of check the IMDb to see when it's out and what's happening. And weirdly, when I was in isolation in Canada, doing this, this show where I was a villain, I checked the IMDb, and they just added Bjork to the cast. Yeah. And I was fucking mm. heartbroken. I was like, yeah. not only was wow. this a dream role yeah, yeah. with a dream director, the character was amazing, all of this. You've just added one of my favorite musicians yeah. of all time in like her s- s- second ever role. Mm. Her first role got her at least she Oscar nominated, it, if not one. Yeah. But yeah, she's like her second ever role. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Was it so Dancer was in the Dark? Was that yeah, Dancer yeah, in the Dark. Sorry, amazing. Don't, don't to get too uh, so that was one that broke my fucking heart. Yeah. So, I'm really heartbroken about the psoriasis. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, so... So I'm sorry you got that, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I got that part. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> so what is your problem that you've brought in for So this is a real problem, right? And I don't know. Right. How, how familiar are you guys with f- flies? Do, do you flies. know much about flies? Yeah. Seen them? As in like in your home? Is yeah. a, well, I, in, in the summer months, if I've got the windows open, they come in and they like stay yeah. in... And I call them the dusk boys because at dusk oh. they tend to fuck off. I oh. like it. But well, so it, here's the thing, right? I don't have a lot of windows or doors open in my house because I get quite bad hay fever. Right. So yeah, I basically same. live in an airlock, right? Saturday night, I had some mates over. Um, and we watched the UFC. Then we stayed up l- 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 late watching David Earl in in a GTA RP server. <laughs> it was amazing. Um. <laughs> And I don't know if this is related, but in the morning, my mate Chris got up and did the stinkiest shit I've ever smelled. Um, I don't think it is related. I don't right. think it's related, but I'm putting it there just so you've got all the information. So I wake up, everyone leaves. And then I'm downstairs. Again, it was a, it was a big tw- a tw- tw- twitch day, weirdly. A mate of mine, Big Taff Man, was doing a 16-hour charity stream. So I was watching a lot of that. And then I went upstairs and at my window, which is closed on like the landing of my house there was eight flies hmm. and I was like that's weird like, that's a lot of flies so I kind of opened the window I get them out and I thought I'm gonna have a look around I look in the window in the spare room um, I'm very wealthy in the spare room <laughs> and there's like three flies and I'm like right that's weird I get them out but at that point I was like that's weird but is what it is continuing 
my, my dad, go back an hour later, there's eight more flies at the window. Same window? Same window. But don't, you found don't the original know if it was eight. the same flies. No, I right. Didn't, okay, yeah, I yeah. didn't think to ask their names the first time. but So I got rid of the, their mate. And I'm looking everywhere. There's no food rotting or food in the house in general exposed. You I don't can't have any pets. Find, I don't have pets. I was looking around to see if there's like a, like a mouse has crawled somewhere and yeah. died or something. Can't find anything. And this was yesterday, so it's it's as yet unsolved. Like I don't know if the flies are going to come back again, but there was, that's, so it was eight, then three, and then eight. No. So that's nineteen flies. No food within, in the bin. No, and and the bins are all quite closed. Okay. Like I've not got kind of open, and any any bins. today that you noticed where you came out. Not that I noticed today, no. But I'm 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 heading back. They might be there. Now I don't think. I think your friend is a bit of a red heron in some respects, but I, I just think, wanted all the information. Think, there. Yeah, yeah, but I think like the fact that your friends were there and now they're not. Mm. I think that could be. Do you think my friends are flies. Is this what we're <laughs> saying? <laughs> uh, I think because if they've stayed, they've either had the windows open while they've been sleeping or whatever. Were your friends gone done. when the flies? Because your friends stayed over. My friends, they stayed over. Yeah. They left. I would say the only time anything was open was as I was saying goodbye to them and there wasn't like a big group of flies who rushed past Wee. me at the time. I was at the hey, door. We're so in, we're in. He's open. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the fact that there was, that I got them out and there weren't any anywhere and then within an hour there was a load more. So they must be coming from somewhere, right? Or getting in from somewhere. Yeah, that's really weird. There could weird. be something going on outside somewhere. Yeah. And then really if weird. your friends have had the windows open in the night or whatever, Early morning, they've probably come in because they come in to escape. Get the it heat, sounds I confident, think. but I don't think they had any windows open just because um, it wasn't that hot a night. A, a mm. Saturday night was quite rainy and cool. So, and we all went to bed quite late and then got up quite early. It'd be weird if they got up in the it's night a and lot of started flies, opening windows. It? It's a lot. If I mean, it was two or three, I'd be like, oh, I live in an oldish house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creatures get in every now and then. It is what it is. But yeah, it's a lot of flies in like within an hour or two. So, you oh, hang on! Excessive in the house. That's maybe. what I'm guessing. That's excessive what warmth, like. excessive warmth, is a breeding ground for flies. And if you're not keeping your windows open, maybe your, maybe your house is hot. But that's house. weird. It's I that's don't know. Like it's been hotter. Like like yeah. that was number three on the top four reasons. And I've not had flies. All these flies. What's the number one reason? Uh, rotting matter. <laughs> you got rotting matter in your bedroom? <laughs> they reproduce no, very quickly. Not. Apparently, flies. So if yeah. you'd have got two. And they're having a hot fucking, night. Yeah. And if if you had your friends coming in and out, only two needs to get in, and then you've got. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. Well, I think I I don't want to cop out on this, but I think we need to just like check in with you in a week yeah, and see if they're still yeah. coming. Then I'm going to look into this further. I did I did get um I did put a load of sinkum blocker down the the drains just just because I thought, well, maybe stuff, there's a it? drain type thing mm. that they're coming up through. Because I couldn't see anywhere they've come from. I thought maybe they're coming up through the drains. Maybe okay. there's something. Mm. I've got something going here. Down there. I've got something here. Go. Uh, when the weather is exceptionally warm mm. inside, but not outside because of wet weather, they tend to try and come inside. And when the temperature reaches 32 degrees, f eggs can hatch two and a half Ugh. times faster or less uh, in less than eight hours. So we were probably laughing so much at David Earl playing Brian Gittins in oh, GTA Oh, that's it. Flies like all of us love David Earl. Yeah. Heated the room up, got everything a bit hot. It's rainy outside. And they they came in to watch David Earl. Yeah, they I came guess. in to watch David Earl. That's a miracle. There we yeah. go. Well, that's a beautiful story. There we go. And we wish you all the best. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
Um, Solved. Now, 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 like you, Sam, you have somebody uh, on your podcast that you like. You say, put us in something. Uh, come on our podcast. Oh, he's already on it. Yeah, I'm already what on it. That's, that's what's going on now. No, we want to be in your film. That's the thing. Oh, come yeah. on, mate. Okay. All right. Well, the only roles that are available at the moment... <sighs> yeah. Are a load of homeless guys. So yeah, we could do. Right. That. Yeah, I was going to say, I, it's it's imaginable. I mean, my so beard we'll see what would we look can very do. good homeless beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what we can do. Okay, okay. Keep it in mind. Can I be called Trevor? Um, unnamed, uncredited. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> Unpaid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hobo too. Oh, can I just? Oh, I, one other question I really wanted to ask you because you yeah. you work so hard and you're always doing stuff. I guess the answer you've kind of uncovered is Twitch, maybe. But like, how do you relax? Like, what do you do in your what do you do in your downtime? Now, that's what I was going to say. Is it's it's a bit of a myth how hard I work. Like in in recent years, in particular, I've really started to prioritise downtime. Um, gaming became a big part of that because well, whenever you're in the creative or when whenever your job is your passion, it's really hard to switch off. Right, mm. so oh, yeah. FIFA was a big one for, for me. I'd get FIFA yeah. and I'd pop a podcast on because it means I can't be get looking at my phone. In the Champions League. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and so, but yeah, in, in recent years, there's there's a guy Rutger Bregman who came on my, my podcast. He's got an amazing book called Utopia for Realists, and he talks a bit in there about how in this up until like this late seventies, we as a society prioritised leisure a lot more. Like they were, there was big pushing for a three day weekend. The big aim was to get us to a three day weekend, and then the eighties happened, and it all became well, we work harder, we yeah, work harder, right. we work harder and harder. So I do, I do rest a lot. I watch a lot of stuff. I, I cinema is a massive one for me. Yeah, I go and see, yeah, a good few few films in the cinema every month. Um, I watch a load at home. I watch. As we've said, Twitch can be one for just absorbing so much of your time. Mm. Um, yeah, it's all um, cr cr creative stuff. And then mm. it's a bonus because that then inspires you and gives you ideas. Yeah, and makes yeah, you right. go, oh shit, I'd love to yeah. do that. I, I'm watching a series two of The Bear at the moment. Mm. And it's one of the most perfect TV shows I've ever seen. Oh. It's astounding. What's that on? It's on Disney Plus. Oh, I've got that. I might weirdly. start watching that. It's really good. It's about a, sh a chef in in Chicago. And it's one of those shows where you probably won't know any of the actors going in. So you forget their actors to a point because oh. it's so good. It's honestly, it's amazing. I watched, there's a few episodes in series one that did this, but there's, there's the, the one I watched Saturday of series two, I just finished it and I was so excited that film and tv and acting and writing and directing all exist because mm. they'd made this thing and then i had the thing of oh shit i'm kind of associated to, 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 to that world i'm not there yet yeah, yeah. but i'm a, so i'm i'm kind of part of that and it was just the most i sat for or i went for a walk afterwards just, just to kind of go fuck this is amazing. Mm, on on my way out, yeah, I yeah. like a flies were everywhere. Yeah. Like, I can't remember about that. And then I got back from the wall. But yeah, so just yeah, just oh, cool. watching stuff, I guess. Mm. Um, one quick thing I do want to say about downtime. I've been watching this thing and I can't stop watching it on YouTube. It's this guy called Stobe the Hobo. Have you heard about this guy? And basically, <laughs> um, he's dead now. Oh. But he there's like, like hundreds of hours of of like stuff where he filmed himself traveling across America. Basically, oh, wow. he had a shit job, yeah. hated it, like door-to-door -door salesman. and was like, 
I'm just going to travel across America on freight trains illegally yeah. and like sleep under bridges and just did it for like years and years. That's and actually, amazing. I think he got killed by getting run over by a train accidentally. Right. Ah. But it's so good because it's like he's just done it on his own. It wasn't really about like getting viewers. And it's just like yeah. something you would never do. And you're like, is he going to get on that train? And he's like trying to work it out. He's like, I'm stuck in this town that no one would ever visit for eight hours because that's where the train stopped. Yeah. And I just, I'm like so addicted to it now. I love finding stuff like that, right? Yeah. right there is just this obscure thing and then there's just loads of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if yeah. you are new to the podcast because Scroobius Pip's here and we've oh, got a lot of yeah. eyes on it, maybe you stumbled across something obscure called Got a Problem, Mate. So please tell your friends, like, rate and subscribe because we want to keep doing this. Also, if you are here because of our guest, then why not listen to another one of these? And not just leave. Yeah. Or listen. If if for some reason you haven't heard of Scroobius Pit, but you know our podcast, oh, no, then go not, and check out Destruction that Pieces. Exist. Oh. I mean, I would add to the listeners, to, to be clear, I asked to come on this podcast. Did you? So that's why, yeah, I was in your chat and I was like, why haven't you invited me, yeah. me on yet? That's not so, how Bilal so that's, sold that's this to me. Of, he was like, I've got a huge that's guest. A, that's, that's a seal that's of approval. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Oh, thank Well, yeah. like, I was genuinely so over the moon it was coming <laughs> on. So, thanks so much for it's doing this. It's been a delight, guys. Thank yeah. You and enjoy the museum. Yeah. Oh, which museum? I'm going to the Hunterium Museum. Have you been there before? No. It's so good. It's like my favourite little hidden gem in London. It's. Wait, is it the one in Holborn? Um. Yeah, it's yeah, it's around the back there. It's yeah, all like dead yeah, stuff, yeah. basically. It's from, from yeah. was it the seventeen hundreds or something? And he turned his house into a music, and he got like stuff like lifted in. Yeah, he's got all this stuff in yeah, jars, there. essentially, there, yeah. and it's like such a mad. It's put. It's part of the of one of the big med, medical colleges. Yeah, so yeah, it's that's this right. Big, yeah, yeah. Like it's all medical and scientific, but it's just this amazing collection of weird shit mm. from over the years. It's mm. like one of those curiosity shops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. go in, except it's the best in the world, oh. and it's all just yeah, it's really good. I totally oh. forgot about that place. I'm gonna take it's my great, great. Thanks. That's a date you've sorted out. No for problem. Me as well. Um, that's it. I mean, we could do this forever, except yeah, I've got to fucking probably, Norwich. We've probably had yeah. you on for too long yeah. anyway, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, thanks, everyone. See you next week. <laughs> thank you very much, and thank you, Scroobers, for coming, and thank you for listening or watching because it is on YouTube. If you didn't know. Good night. Afternoon. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.